Appreciate y'all being in this episode of the Sports Coma. Like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys. But we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's poppin', fam? Shout out to you guys. Appreciate you being in the live. Please do me a service and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. We are in this thing. Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. Hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. And for the family members that's within the area, please feel free. It's kind of cold, and I know that's pretty much everywhere. It's a current area that we under, uh, that we in are, are pretty much under a freeze situation. So shout out to the fam. Y'all stay warm, stay safe, and be careful out there if you're on the road. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate y'all being in the building, man. This one here uh, is entitled... Uh, you know, Saints, it's just the Saints coordinate update and news and uh, notes. The last few days, the Saints did something. Uh, well, the, we had to cover the Mickey Loomis situation that occurred. And I'm not really, uh, um, I say what I was going to say about Mickey Loomis. He's a joke. And the Saints are currently a joke franchise, you know, uh, how they handle business. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. And, um, I mean, uh, to me, until we see what kind of moves these people are going to make, not really uh, that inspired about what's going on with this damn team. So uh, outside of that, man, big ups to the rest of you guys. Appreciate you being in the stream as we get going in this episode of The Coma. So a lot of people saying Q has is, is been messaging me about uh, the Saints. And I think uh, this upcoming year, we'll see a lot about the black and gold in terms of what are they serious about winning me personally. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's mismanagement that's happening with the team currently. I don't think they're going they're uh, really up to anything really big. Uh, we are we are definitely uh, losing a few coach assistant coaches here or there to other jobs, and we'll bring some more. They'll bring some more guys, and we'll see how it goes. But anyway, we'll cover an article, several articles in this in this stream 
uh, as well, talking about the Saints in terms of the hires that Dennis Allen is going to do. We, of course, know Mickey Lomas did take uh, what he called the um, responsibility of why the team uh, is failing or has failed the last couple of years, saying that they've been too comfortable. That's a term that I've been using. They, I've never heard them use that term. I've been saying they're comfortable. I've been saying they're a bunch of fat cats. I've been saying that success has spoiled this team. And a lot of different teams handle success differently. You see some of the more storied franchise throughout throughout the NFL. They win championships and they get back to work. This is a team at largely, uh, historically speaking, that has been a losing franchise. We It took us 20 plus years before we actually got a winning season and some more time after that before we actually made the playoffs. The last 20 years of this, uh, we've had some success in the black and gold building, won the Super Bowl, but since then, not even close, not even close to it. And, you know, we've been saying for the last 10 plus years, the Saints just been living off the rep of the Super Bowl that we won some time ago. And the the, the goal is once you raise the floor, you're supposed to be able to stay um, progressive, stay uh, focused, centered, focused, it and the Saints have gotten old at the top. They've gotten old at the top. These other guys here are over relied upon. This is a very unique situation where it's not as progressive as I would like it to be, where new blood or new people, younger people move up into the organization to lead the organization into the future. It's not ran like a business like that. It's ran like a family. And when people at the top of the team start telling you when they're going to leave the team and these guys are employees, we got a problem, man. We got a damn problem. So, you know, I'm going to continue to speak my, my truth and I'm going to stay on there. You know what, on a backsides and Dennis Lucia and who's the boss of making Lomas has to sit up and take note, especially when the, when they start looking at their money and understand you're not going to give these people junk and garbage and call it football. Not going to compare Dennis Allen to Sean Payton. There is no comparison. You do compare Dennis Allen to his peers. You don't compare him to Tom Landry and Bill Belichick and the greatest coaches with all of these attributes that Dennis Allen doesn't even have or even he's not even interested in obtaining them because he don't even know that he lacks them. You know, so we have a major issue at the top of the team with the general manager who's not who's arrogant who's egotistical, who's governing or operating out of arrogance as opposed to being progressive and are doing the correct things to make things happen. I don't want a general manager who only works in the offseason. We need somebody that will keep his foot on his head coach that he hired during the season and not leave him alone and allow him to fail. If Dennis Allen, as over the last couple of years, this year is the first time he's had a winning mark, but it's, it's Mickey Loomis's responsibility to stay on top of these guys, especially during the season, and don't give dumbass uh, announcements or speeches at the end of the season when it doesn't matter. Give them during the season when it does matter because perhaps that can motivate the players to do a little bit more in that game that they needed to win against the Green Bay Packers, a little bit more in that game against the Minnesota Vikings they were supposed to be a little bit more against that Tampa Bay game when they lost, when they should have won that game or against the Atlanta game when they should have won that game as well. The first time around. So, like I said, that is a progressive organization that is doing it the right way and handling the business. These guys are fat cats. 
They have been gorged with all the success. The owner is the richest person in the state. She's worth six over six billion that they will, that she would want to report to Forbes. Of course, they're a lot wealthier than that. We've given them all these sweetheart deals, and we simply want the team to be ran like a progressive business, not like an old mafia family where a guy can sit up there and tell you in 10 years he'll thinking about I'll think about retiring when he's been sitting on top of the team for 20 years. It's not a, not a real general manager, only a general manager in name and telling you what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. And then they don't say anything about it. They just let him go. So, like I said, I've been putting the heat on him, and I have really, them people know that I've been putting the heat on him. And sooner or later, the Who That Nation, I mean, I'm not really caring. They're going to hear it one way or the other. They're going to look at the goddamn bank books, and they're going to realize that that merch ain't selling. They're going to realize that them tickets ain't selling. They're going to see them waiting lists or they waiting on you now. <laughs> they used to be in reverse. Now they waiting on you. People just, and listen, this is not just for the Saints. This is for across the NFL. Overall, people are more enlightened. They're more empowered than there's ever been. And this is the time of empowerment. A lot of people are understanding they're approaching sports differently. They're not approaching it like a fanatic anymore. That's old timey crap. This is a new era of time. It's a new energy. It's a new focus out there where people, they just, it's just they're approaching life differently with empowerment this is the time of empowerment and people are looking at it a lot differently so a lot of the stuff they used to say don't work anymore i'm proof positive of that and people are across the league are buying more and more into that mentality that they're going to use their power to change things and the power is the money you know so they count on you not being on code let's show them some stuff but anyway let's keep it going man let me jump into this thing and make something happen man shout out to y'all appreciate y'all for being in this thing and we will, we're going to handle the business. All right. Shout out to everybody, man. Good to see y'all being a uh, uh, brother. Quivetti says just on account of this year, DA shouldn't be mentioned with those great coaches, easy schedule, great roster and still fail. Luma sounded like a damn fool. He was unbalanced. We'd covered it. His face was flush. His eyes were glossy. He was chewing that gum loud and smacking. And, you know, I think he was chewing that gum so that you don't have a dry mouth. That's what I really do think. And I, and listen, I'm from New Orleans, bro. We, we've been around. Y'all know what this is. I don't have to tell y'all what time this is. Y'all know what this is. You know what you're looking at. You know, irrational uh, behaviors, making these really stupid comparisons and stat prattling. I, I've told you everything about it. I have not said anything that's inaccurate. And I backed it up even when I was saying during the season because we, you know, Mickey has always been a source of, of entertainment to us. Like, you know, but as of this past year, he's really been showing his true leanings, his true thought process, his elitism, his arrogance, his stupidity. You know, a lot of that, like he's like, he's untouchable. There is nobody in the, in that organization that's untouchable. When you get on code and pull that money back, all of them will start bowing and scraping to you because they need the money to survive. And they are all they are out of touch with you and with and Mick and Lumas. We don't need your brand of leadership at the general manager position. That work when Sean Payton was here. You need more of a, a hands on general manager, somebody that does evaluations during the season and not after the season, because out of his mouth, he says he's too emotional to do him because they win. He's emotional when they lose. They emotional. And I guarantee you, the Saints still pay him on time even though if he don't do his job and decides to do that. Dennis Lucia, what are you doing? 
are you allowing him to talk about his emotions and not doing his job, but he's still collecting a check every week, every other week or every month, however they pay. You see what I'm saying? How are you allowing him to do the, how to say these stupid things and not press this guy to do something different or at least give up the general manager position? Keep the VP and hire Kai Harley to run the general manager position. I promise you, his most, he's doing most of the things already. He's doing all of that other stuff. He's the one working and doing the money stuff. I promise you that much. I guarantee you it ain't a hardworking bone in Mick and Loomis's body, man. Come on. You know, you look at his hands, his hands soft as hell, man. I'll tell you what, I, he ain't doing nothing. All right. So anyway, shout out to your fam. Appreciate you as well. All right. So listen, man, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, man. And uh, we're going to keep, we're going to hold, we're going to hold tight to him, man. I hear you. Brian, Brian says if only that woman had a scandal to now nah, Mick and Loomis, uh, it's going to be his downfalls is going to be his stupid reliance on Dennis Allen. Listen, we, we know enough about Dennis Allen. We know enough about Dennis Allen. What does he know about Dennis Allen that we don't know? It's nothing. Dennis Allen is not mysteriously going to turn into a great head coach. He's been, listen, fam, let's, let's lay it out on the line before we jump into our stuff. This is the thing about the new Orleans saints organization, right? The saints over the last couple of years, since Dennis Allen stepped in the building, He's had a playoff-ready team. The, 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 the Saints of 9-7 and seven with Sean Payton last year should have made the plus, but Sean Payton was focused on retirement. I covered that in the, the time. He was talking to Jay Glazer of Fox about retirement in November. And you still had two months of football left to get lined up, so he wasn't focused on making the playoffs. He was thinking about retirement, which is a violation. You do that after the season. You don't talk to reporters about retirement during the season. You wait after the season. So he was already on his way out. But when the Saints came into it the year after Peyton was left and they gave Dennis Allen the job, Dennis Allen had a team that was ready to go to the playoffs. It was an improved team upon what it was the prior year. And he he went backwards with 7-10. and 10. This team he had was stocked better than that team, than the 7-10 and 10 team. They had his, his hand-picked people his assistant coaches, his defensive coordinator, and all these other folks. Then there was also his quarterback. So we had an influx of Raider assistant coaches and players into the Saints organization at vital positions, right? Foster Monroe, Derek Carr, all these guys came in, right? The team went nine and eight. Why? Itself, the season was, it was a very agreeable schedule. It was also a wide open NFC South. It wasn't a competitive NFC South in several different times. The Saints had to lead in the NFC South before giving it away. Bad, inconsistent football at the at the onset that they couldn't recoup from. They did win what four of the last five games, but what good that got you? Didn't get you much. You got you a middle grade first round draft selection and got you out of here. You know, so you know, you got to look at everything and we got to contrast that when they start talking about nine and eight, he had it. Listen, this upcoming season, they're talking about the schedule is going to be soft again. I Listen, I dif- disagree with that. We'll see. But at the end of the day, we look at the intangibles and we look at and we evaluate coaches, even though Mickey Loomis tells you you're not qualified to do that, even though he don't know what the hell he's doing. Nobody in his right mind will pick Dennis Allen and say he's a great coach. Only a stupid, a deteriorating mind person will believe that. An arrogant prick who who thinks that he got the, a game figured out on what these player these other guys are, and when you criticize his calls, he can't handle it. <clears throat> Which means that's why he should be replaced. 
because he is definitely he on some Mike Dicker stuff right now, to be, <laughs> to be honest with you. But in the end, it just shows you the ridiculous level of just foolishness that they're involved in right now, which is totally ridiculous. So anyway, let's get into it, man. Let's talk about this, man. I just want to drop that on that and talk about that, man, before we get rolling into the game. But we'll watch because, listen, this is not going to be a bad season for me or any of you guys. And I'm going to tell you why. The New Orleans Saints will do exactly what they're supposed to do. And one way or the other, we're going to have some light. We're going to get light. This upcoming season, there is there is no denying you cannot run from what's about to happen. So don't look at it as a down thing or whatever. Just get ready for verification. Get ready for veritas. Get ready for truth. Get ready for light. Get ready, ready for sunshine. Because the reality is all of this is going to be cleared away in the upcoming season one way or the other. So just remember that. All right, so anyway, let's get into it, fam. Uh, shout out to Bob Rose, too, man. I wanted to give Bob a shout out, man, because uh, he he did a very wonderful job on the article, and I just want to commend him. And like I said, I think Bob is probably one of the best writers that's out there right now. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, Brother Bob and, and Brother Kyle and the Saints News Network. This was a fantastic article um, that I won't go over with you, with you guys. And then we'll talk about others like Michael Hodges, the Patriots are looking at him and uh, shout out to the saints wire, uh, brother Sigal over there ranking the saints, five most disappointing players of 2023. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NFC South in particular, the Atlanta Falcons who are actually doing a pretty good job of trying to upgrade the level of football in the NFC South to the chagrin of the New Orleans Saints, not the who that nation. It's the difference who that nation knows what time it is. Plus I wanted to kind of share some updates and give you a little background about the John Gruden situation as well. So let's get right into it, fam. If you please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, feel free, please feel free to share the show, man, on your social media feed or with the rest of the diehards. Here we go. All right. Saints coaching hires may be influenced by Dennis Allen's relationship. Now this was very key. This was well-written because this is the truth. Dennis Allen over the last several years have been Sean, Sean Payton's guys are out. Dennis Allen's guys are in. And he gives a list of some of the guys that could be coming here as Dennis Allen is a one trick pony. He'll go out there and he'll look for Raiders guys and see if you can bring them on in here to listen to him. So yeah, it's basically turning them into the new Orleans Raiders. It's <laughs> just pretty much what it is. All right, here's some surprising names to watch if Dennis Allen has a major say in a revamp in the Saints offensive coaching staff. Like I said, Bob Rose, Saints coach Dennis Allen finished 7-10 in 2022, his first year in charge of the team. Despite the top five defense that season, Allen made big changes in his defensive coaching staff. The Saints jettisoned co-coordinators Ryan Nielsen and Coach Richard, two highly respected coaches. Interestingly, New Orleans, uh, the new coaches that were brought in for 2023 all had previous ties to Dennis Allen defensive coordinator. Joe Woods was a defensive back coach under Dennis Allen with the Raiders back in 2014. Marcus Robinson brought in the coach. The saints DBs were an assistant coach on that 2014 Raiders staff. Even Clancy Barone, the tight end coach was an offensive assistant with Texas A&M in 1993, where Allen played as a defensive back. Could you imagine him as a DB? Could you ima imagine him as a Dennis Allen is a DB, really? Barone also the tight end coach for the Broncos in 2011 when Allen served that the, as the coordinator of that team. Fast forward to 2020, the Saints finished with an improved record of nine and eight, but 
missed the playoffs for the third straight year. Longtime offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael was let go as wide receivers coach Cody Burns and senior offensive assistant Bob Bicknell. Bar- uh, Barone remains so far, as does offensive line coach Doug Marone. Why? I don't understand why that's the case, but it is what it is. Who was with Allen on Sean Payton's first New Orleans staff from 06 to 08. The Saints have requested permission to interview the Bengals uh, quarterbacks coach Tom Pitcher, Rams QB coach Zach Robinson, and see uh, the Seahawks offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. So far, there were there will be certainly more candidates emerging in coming weeks, both for offensive coordinator and other positions on the staff. With recent history serving as a guide, don't be surprised if the Saints speak with a few coaches that have worked with Allen before. This is a couple of names that Brother Bob is throwing at us. Brian Callahan. Callahan has been the offensive coordinator with the Bengals for the last five years, working uh, with the offensive-minded head coach Zach Taylor. The Bengals loaded Bengals. Bengals are loaded with weapons like uh, Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, and Joe Mixon. He's just 39 years old, but Callahan began his coaching career as an offensive quality control coach with the Broncos in 2010. He was on the staff with Dennis Allen was Denver's uh, defensive coordinator back in 2011. When Burrow missed the last seven games of the year, Cincinnati still functioned at a high level behind former undrafted QB Jake Browning. This has made Callahan a legit head coach candidate while also raising the stock of Tom Pitcher. It remains highly unlikely the Saints will be able to land Callahan, who may end up as a head coach. If he doesn't, then perhaps Callahan could be lured to New Orleans with an associate head coaching title in addition to having complete control of an offense for the first time in his career. Okay, that's one. The other one is John DeFlippo. You know, y'all remember him? He was the the breakers coach in the USFL, which has just recently been disbanded. Our team, the breakers have been disbanded. They're not going to be a part of the United Football League. That's what The Rock came out and said, and that was a kick in the teeth because I was really looking forward to seeing them again, but maybe later. All right, DeFilippo, 49, was the most recent head coach of the Breakers in the USFL. His last NFL job was the QB coach of the Bears in 2020 and 21. He's also been an offensive coordinator for the Browns in 2015, the Vikings in 2018, Jacksonville in 2019. During all three of Dennis Allen's three-year coaching tenure in Oakland, DeFilippo served as a QB coach. One year in Jackson, where he currently currently was the Saints offensive line coach Doug Marone and was the Jaguars head coach. The 15-year veteran would certainly bring experience to a coaching staff. He had far more success as a position coach, mostly with the QBs, than these had as a coordinator. The NFL team show interest, it would be at a position coach or an offensive consultant. Perhaps this could be our new um, offensive analyst or consultant person. Like we look at what happened with uh, Bicknell. Could uh, could this coach be the next guy? How about Mike McCoy? McCoy, 51, just wrapped up his second year as the QB coach of the Jags. He's a 21-year NFL veteran has been who has been an offensive coordinator for six seasons with two teams and had a head coach uh, and was the head coach of the Chargers for four years. McCoy was in the third season as an offensive coordinator for the Broncos in 2011 when Dennis Allen came in as a defensive coordinator. Adam Gase, also on the staff as a QB coach, Gase has been out of the coaching since 2020 after several failures upon leaving Denver, leaving him as a highly unlikely interview candidate. Early in his career, McCoy was fortunate to oversee offenses with Pro Bowl quarterback Sean, I mean Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers. His last few stops haven't been nearly as successful 
and the development of Jackson QB Trevor Lawrence has been erratic. Greg Olson, well-traveled. Olson was a QB coach for Seattle last season. It was the 15th stop in his 34-year collegiate and professional coaching career. He served two separate stints with three different NFL teams. This is and is one of the most or one of the more respected coaches in the NFL. Olson, who turned 61 in March, was Oakland's offensive coordinator during Dennis Allen's last two seasons with the team. He returned to the Raiders in 2018 to serve four more years as an offensive coordinator. The head coach for the Raiders over that stretch was Gruden, who is rumored to be brought into New Orleans for a role with the franchise. Saints QB Derek Carr has worked with six different head coaches, five different offensive coordinators over his 10-year career. Olsen was his offensive coordinator for five of those seasons, which also saw some of his best production of his career. If rumors are true that Gruden will join the Saints in some capacity, there could be a strong chance that Olsen could join them. Olsen has reasonable success with several teams as both coordinator and QB coaches prior relationship with both Allen and Carr would also set up a smooth transition, especially if Gruden joins the group. Very interesting, right? All these guys are connected to Dennis Allen. He's a one-trick pony. He's going to see if he can go find guys that he can work with. Well, Bob has found some guys, and this is really good stuff that he's throwing out here, right? This is potential. Eric Studsfield, right? 56-year-old Studsfield just completed his sixth season with the Explosive Dolphins. He had been Miami's offensive coordinator back in 21 under coach Brian Flores. When Flores was fired, Studsville was retained when coach Mike McDaniel took over, but was shifted to the running backs and associate head coach. Studsville has been an NFL assistant for 28 years. Most of them, most of the time has been spent as the running backs coach. Mm, we need a running backs coach. His longest stint when any of the five teams was with the Broncos. He was there for nine years from 2010 to 2017, meaning that he was on the staff for the year. Dennis Allen was the defensive coordinator with the team. Studville has been an offensive coordinator for just one year, an interim head coach for four games. If the Saints show any interest, it'll be as a running backs coach. New Orleans just did, did lose their longtime running backs coach, Joel Thomas, who left to take the same position with the New York Giants. So there you go. Unless the Saints get absolutely no interest from other candidates, DeFlippo, McCoy, Studsville would not be in, would not be viewed as offensive coordinator possibilities. Studsville could be suitable replacement for Thomas to coach the running backs. The Flippo, the Flippio, or I'm butchering the hell out there, man, named R. McCoy could be veteran additions to the staff as a quarterbacks coach. Need one of them. Getting Brian Callahan would be a major coup. He's a hot young candidate who's getting interested at, get interest as a head coach. If he doesn't happen, perhaps the Saints could capitalize on Slim Hopes by offering him a complete control of the offense and an associate head coaching title. Greg Olson, John Gruden combination almost feel like a logical outcome for the way this franchise has been run lately. Both have prior relationships with Allen. More importantly, for success on the field, Derek Carr has had success working with each coach early in his career. This, com- this combination would definitely ease Carr's transition into yet another new system with much of the same techno- uh, terminology and several plays been using. he's been used to run. The team won't admit it, but one would think that Dennis Allen's job is on the line in 2024. He missed the playoffs twice in an awful division, and his team ended 2023 in dysfunctional fashion. With those factors and more in play, how much influence will Allen have in hiring a mostly new offensive staff. If this history with the Saints is an indicator, then one of these names could certainly be in play if Allen 
as the primary say. So shout out to Bob. Wasn't this a good article, family? Real insightful article and a good look, really a really solid look into the mindset of, of Dennis Allen and what they could possibly be looking at because what Bob is thinking about is how they employed the defensive staff once coach, once those guys left. We talked about the co-coordinator roles uh, a year ago, and he came in with all his guys, guys that all of the guys, like he mentioned, Classy Barone, that's that's a guy, then a Dennis guy, the Marcus Robinson, the secondary coach, Dennis guy, the other guys, are the, the defensive coordinator, Joe Wiz, is the Dennis guy. And then, of course, if Michael Hodges is lured away, he could be another player or a coach, rather, to need somebody to, you know, some replacement there. So, you know, this has happened quite often defensively. Why would it not be the same offensively, especially when you bring in the guy you drafted when he was with the Raiders 10 plus years ago? So it's it's a good thought process in the end. And the ultimate of all this is John Gruden. Where does he fit in this whole situation? I'm going to give you guys an update momentarily. Let's finish up with this. All right. Patriots interview. And we know about this. This actually had happened the other day and we hadn't gotten anything on it yet. But the Patriots did interview. Um, uh, they did interview Michael Hodges for the defensive coordinator position. Of course, we know Kraft uh, decided, you know, him and Bill, Bill Belichick went about their separate ways. And uh, Kraft went right to it and they hired a, a Gerard Mayo as the next coach of the Patriots uh, team, Gerard Mayo, he got right to it. And one of the things that they wanted to do was, Ian Rappaport reported this, that New England interviewed linebackers coach Mike Hodges for the role, uh, for the defensive coordinator role. So that's pretty good. Hodges, who's 37, been with the Saints since 2017. He's begun his tenure with the club as a defensive assistant and was promoted to assistant linebacker coach in 2019 he was then promoted again to linebackers coach in 2020 the the Gerard Mayer is also reportedly going to interview Broncos defensive coach Christian Parker for the same coordinator position 